Vernomatic Productions. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music. Interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. Now, welcome our hosts, John the Vernomatic Verno. And direct from New Jersey, Metal Walt. Good evening, everybody. Hope everyone's feeling well as we bring a metal march in for a landing. Vernomatic here, and I'm making my way back from Nashville as I spent this weekend at the Rockin' Pod. And while I was gone, we had a break-in at the Metal Mayhem ROC Studios. It seems like Metal Walt found the spare keys and got in here and did himself an interview, his very own solo interview with Ron Holzner, of Trouble, and he's joined in this project by Carl Agell, former singer of the band Corrosion of Conformity. That's coming up in just a second. I'll get Walt in here, but first, just want to remind you to get up to that Metal Mayhem ROC website, sign up for our newsletter, join our community. There you'll get updates on uh, new shows for both the radio show on Monday nights and podcasts, contests, giveaways, Mark Zagati's up there doing CD reviews. Whenever we go to a live show, we'll have a blog for the live show, so there's some fun stuff there. Get up to the uh, download past shows section. Last week, we had Jarvis Lefterby of Night Demon. A couple weeks ago, Bobby Gustafson of Overkill and Satan's Taint fame. And Steve Riley from Riley's L.A. Guns. So uh, let me get the culprit on the line from New Jersey. Metal Walt, what's up, man? Hey, Verno, welcome back from Nashville. Uh, like you said, listen, the journey doesn't end just because one guy goes and does some other work. We are multitaskers, and uh, the pipeline always has to stay filled. Well, so while you were going, I'm setting up new discussions. I guess so. I guess so. Um, I guess the uh, fake rock in front of the studios doesn't uh, fool you. So what you get involved with while I was gone? So Ron Holzner and Carl Gell, these guys are um, staple veterans from that doom metal genre that going back to the early 80s. And uh, they got this new band called Legion of Doom that's about to hit the road in Europe at the big festivals this summer. And it's really honoring the legacy of the late great singer of Trouble and the Skull, Eric Wagner. Um, these guys were extremely emotional about the passing of Eric because it really happened so quick. A couple of years ago, he was on the road and basically passed away um, because he was an anti-vaxxer. They were kind of torn as to what to do. Go forward. Uh, Ron being his sidekicking bass player decided to call his best friends. And it, it now they're going to have a celebration of his life. That's going to be an interesting open door policy. Um, he mentioned a couple of the guys that are going to be in it now, but he said, anybody's open to come in and out and, this thing is going to continue. They have music written with Eric that was never finished. They're going to continue it with Carl singing. They're going to hit the road, and they hope to get out in the States and do a little bit more. So uh, great conversation. And on top of that, they were just really good, expressive guys about their upbringing in the scene and what they've gone through through the years and kind of how they see this thing unfolding at the next part of their career. So this one is one we can all relate to, and um, I know this is going to be a, an interesting listen. Uh, yeah, and we're just joking. I did make a cameo appearance in this. It was just that Walt uh, pursued this interview, and I just basically engineered it. So uh, we're just having some fun, but I do make an appearance in that. But this is really Metal Walt's uh, uh, little journey, if you will. That's that's how we are here, man. You know, it's... Uh, when, uh, when when I'm gone, the, the guys pick it up. Next man up mentality, as they say. There you go. All right, well, so let's get into this. Uh, for Metal Walt, I'm the Vernomatic. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Ron and Carl, welcome to Metal Mayhem ROC. Congratulations on the announcing of this new killer supergroup. 
Legion of Doom. How you guys doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Doing awesome. I'm, I'm assuming you're calling in from uh, Chicago? Absolutely, man. So quick question. Cubs or White Sox? White Sox. Oh, man. My 14-year-old, he's a diehard Cubs fan. I'm hoping to get out there this summer and visit what? Wrigley for the first time with not your him. fault, right? If you, 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 if you made him a Cubs fan, it's child abuse, man. I actually, over to the left of me, I have a picture of Harry Carey that wow. I got out of an old uh, program that says, this bud's for you with his picture and it's framed. So that's he's in my heavy metal shrine amongst all my metal stuff. So. Harry's awesome. He's a wonderful guy. And what? Carl, Carl, where, where are you located? I see a, a Iron City beer thing behind you. That that was my 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 uh, my technician uh, uh, wife is from Pittsburgh. That she's in here fixing everything. Um, she, that's that can't was her though. Uh, he used to, I used to love drinking powders when I was up playing there. And I love Pittsburgh, but uh, I'm coming at you from Durham, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's great. Nice to meet you guys both. So. Hey, listen, it goes without saying that, you know, the metal family really lost a legend back in the summer of 2021 when uh, when Eric, uh, Eric Wagner passed away. I mean, for me, it, it devastated me. And I actually was ready to go see the show when you guys were out on the road uh, with the obsessed. I was uh, ready down the shore to go to the show in Brooklyn that night and found out that uh, that you guys dropped off the bill. And then shortly after that, he had passed away. So it was a shock to say the least. But um you know, maybe Ron, for you, before we get into Legion of Doom, uh, talk about your relationship and your friendship with Eric and kind of like, what was he like as a person? Man, we've been together uh, 30 years at the mall. I mean, probably more than that. Um, it <laughs> We didn't get along in all the years of uh, trouble, but when we did a skull, we had the common thing where, because I left the band then he left the band and we like, then Oli left the band, the original drummer for Trouble. Then we all got together. We played a festival, all three bands that we were in. So we're like, hey, let's start a band. You know, let's jam. Let's. And we had a, um, had a time to sit and hang out. But um, we, it came close, like in the whole years of the skull, like writing together. And uh, he became a different person. And I was trying to help him become a better person, you know, because he was a prick in the old days. And uh, and um, we got along, and um, I'm fucking honest, you know. And um, and we wrote some great music together. And it's like, let's fucking do something for legacy. Let's, let's, let's do something that's going to last for a long time together. And we, that's, we did the skull, you know. We uh, wrote some great music, and uh, we came really, really close. And um, losing him that way and that quickly, it was just, it was a shock. It, and it it made me just take a step back where I just, I quit. I didn't want to play music anymore, you know? And it's funny because that tour, because we were supposed to play in Raleigh and uh, Carl's new band was supposed to play with us as well. It's like then the next couple of days we we're going to be, be in Brooklyn at the, the Vitus Bar. But it we played Austin and two weeks later he was dead. It was really uh, fast and furious. And uh, it took me a while to get my uh, head on my ass and uh, say, hey, I want to play music again. And um first person I called was Carl. I said, Hey, how would you like to get together and help us do a memorial for Wagner in Chicago? They're, they're doing a show at this place called Reggie's. They're going to do a, a banner, hang a banner of Eric Wagner and uh, rafters. And uh, they said, we want, um, can you help us put this memorial together and pick bands out? And I'm like, well, how about the Skull just plays and I get a couple of our buddies to help sing. And Carl was my first choice. So uh, that, that started the whole ball rolling. And... Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, 
Even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Yeah, so so it is true then because I was doing a little research. So you guys, you know, you didn't perform under the the name Legion of Doom, but you actually went and played some shows as the Skull with Carl singing, correct? Yeah, yeah. We well, we did two memorials. Okay, for Eric Wagner. First was you know as the Skull with Eric or with uh, Carl singing, and we had a, a local guy, Bruce Lamont, who plays in uh, Zeppelin Two. I don't know if you've seen them; they're great. Uh, Yakuza and um. We played a second memorial show in the suburbs of Chicago, which was bigger. And Bruce couldn't do it, so we got Scotty from uh, Vitus, Scotty Riegers, who called us and said, I'd really like to be part of this. So he was going to be the second singer. Because, I mean, you can't fill. We, we were never trying to fill Eric, Eric's shoes, get a new singer, and continue to skull. This was just memorial shows and play the skull music for people, and it was going to be the end. And uh, Scotty came aboard, and uh, during rehearsals, we started playing Vitus songs. We started playing CLC songs. It was like we're having fun, you know, because it it we went through the first one, which was hell. It was just a very emotional, draining show. The second one, it was more like us moving on, you know, for a lot of people as well, you know, in the Chicago area. It was uh healing and and uh, acceptance and like okay eric's gone and uh what are you doing now you know so we uh actually supported ourselves we wanted to play as a different band before the skull and play the different songs like the clc and uh, the vitus songs so we came up with legion of doom We're like we skull ourselves legion of doom just sounds like uh it's a fun name let's just do it you know and uh we did that and uh played before the skull and um Next thing you know, Europe festivals wanted Legion of Doom to play. So all of a sudden we were booked to Hellfest and Grasspop, two of the biggest metal fests in Europe. We're like, hey guys, I guess we're a band. <laughs> that's a, that's amazing. And, and that is a testament to you guys because that, I mean, Grasspop may be the biggest metal festival, maybe outside of Wacken. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I, I work for I work for a European company out of Belgium. And I know I have colleagues that have gone to Grasspop every year. And they say it's just like a, a totally killer environment. Right. Um, it is, yeah. That and Hellfest too. Yeah. Wonderful, great, huge hell, you know, metal fest. And they wanted us to play, so we're like, okay, let's uh, do this, you know. So I thought so, end with the skull, and it just kind of continued into also we just morphed into Legion of Doom. And and who are the other guys in the band? So you're carrying your other skull members with you? Yeah, no, this Lothar Keller. The guitar yep. player that me and him wrote all the music in the skull. And we had Henry Vasquez on drums who played in St. Vitus with Scott Riegers. Yep. But he was with the skull at the time as well. So he, he continues with us. And um and right now, like we had Victor Griffith from Pentagram who was gonna play with us for a little bit, but he all of a sudden went back to Pentagram, which full time that, that happens, you know, let him play in his yep. band. But uh we got Scott Little who played in uh Leadfoot with Carl. Uh, years ago, we did this thing blind, a tribute to uh, the blind record from the CLC days with uh, Reed Mullen as well back then. So we got um, Scott playing with us, and um, it's yeah. going to be interesting. I mean, <laughs> it's a it's it's um 
it's it keeps evolving every every couple of weeks something else changes and it's uh right now we're we're moving forward with this and um we'll be playing a bunch of vitus songs a bunch of coc blind songs uh probably throws maybe a leadfoot song in skull trouble it's going to be interesting you know it's all, Carl, it's all Carl. How do you feel about all this? Are you excited I, for the I am, opportunity? Uh, uh, I, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, you know, I got to be honest. Uh, when 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 Ron reached out to me, I was he mentioned earlier the the first show of, of my my new band that I was launching, Lie Heavy, which is you know uh, a, still a current band, and we're about to put out our first record. But but that we were just we were nascent. We were getting together. We were really excited because. And old old friends were coming through town, you know, um, you know the the skull and the obsessed to coming through, and we're super excited to play. And then honestly, they didn't show up, as you well know. And um, in fact, I got really really sick, uh, caught my version of it, and uh, I was fortunate enough to make it through that. And uh, I got the bad news while I was laying there sick, and what had happened, and you know everything went quiet, and then. Nine months later, when Ron decided to to do the tribute thing and then make it uh, to, to to revisit things and come back to it and get perspective, I was absolutely blown away to get that phone call, and uh, you know, somewhat terrified too because I was a huge fan of Eric's. Uh, I was always uh, just I loved his lyrics, his his approach, everything, and just uh, not only you know a fan. He I've been up on stage with when Trouble came through back in the day, and I was COC. I remember being, they were up there for uh, Danzig in, in Raleigh, you know, and I they, I went up and sang Helter Skelter with, with Eric, you know, like shit like that, you know, like hanging out with all those guys, so many different times. So long story short, I was humbled and blown away and uh, I'm still super excited. And I just, you know, we, we, you know I, we did that first show and it worked, you know, it, was, it wasn't contrived or weird. It was real. And everybody in the room, and you know, including Eric's kids, his four kids, his ex-wife, his girlfriend, and a ton of just old timers that have watched him play in every version of every band he'd been in. I thought they were going to be throwing beer bottles at me, but it was not that moment at all. It was quite the reverse, and where everyone said, "Hey, Eric, we'll be proud of you right now. He's he's watching you." But, you know, like I was like, I'm tearing up just thinking about it, and. Uh, it was a really cool moment. We decided to proceed, and then we realized, hey, why not? We all have something that we've been a part of over the years, and we can bring it and do it together and just be excited about it, you know? And uh, it's okay. You, we're allowed to play all this stuff and write new stuff. It's okay to carry on. Absolutely. And and the catalog of material from all of your bands is just totally incredible. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about it later, but you know, to me, the, the genre of doom metal call it what you want. It's, it's just, it's legendary. There's roots back to the Sabbath days. There's the stuff in the eighties. There's the current bands that are carrying the torch forward. I mean, it's just, it, it's a kind of music that people love to get out and celebrate. Just curious on that show that, that you did perform at Reggie's. What was, what was the crowd like? I mean, were they right along there just into it and, you know, right with you guys supporting it? Yeah, they, it was very emotional. I mean, <laughs> people were, crying it was it was trippy it was you know for all of us because i mean the, they had the banner hanging of eric wagner and, and and we're staring at it while we're playing you know it was like fuck you know we're rocking looking at him and the whole crowd it's like they could tell they could it was a a good feel thing but um it was a healing thing for a lot of people you know it it's too it's like an acceptance that okay he's gone here's the band he was in that we're used to seeing him and and the family and everybody were, it's a, a rock and roll memorial. And it yeah. really went off well. And we all, it, it was emotionally draining. I mean, but it was a very good night. And everybody was supportive. And everybody was saying, you guys should continue to play. You know, and they all came up with me and said, you should keep playing. Because I, you know, they could see, I was just like, I was a, a wreck, you know. I'm like, I don't know if I want to continue to play this stuff. And they're like, these are your songs. Play it, you know. We want to hear his lyrics sung. We want to hear the music. We want to hear the melodies. This is something that can't just stop. It also, everybody was so supportive. And it's like, and it kind of like 
kicked me in the ass and catapulted this forward, you know? So just how how do you assemble a set list for these shows, right? You get out there, you <laughs> do an hour and a half at Grass Pop or something, right? Like, you got to do 15, 16 songs. How do you put that together? It... <laughs> It's it's I'm I'm already working at it, uh, trying to like you know we got like three, trying to put like okay, well four Vitus songs, four COC songs, four Trouble songs, four Skull songs. That's sixteen. That's good. And, and you know, kind of we, <laughs> it's gonna be tough, but we're gonna do it to whatever's the best for the set. We're gonna probably learn five of every band just to mix it up and cover songs and just uh. Stuff to cover the whole basis and, and have we it's basically about us having fun ourselves, you know. And we're gonna make sure everybody because you can't hear Vitus songs live anymore, there's no more Vitus. So, having Scotty yeah. and Henry right. playing these Vitus songs, we're gonna pick you know four good songs that represent them two guys, and uh, the same thing to see you see off the blind record, and we're gonna. It's gonna be a good set, man. I'm, I'm. We got. I got half, almost the whole set list written. But it, it, it like, I'll wake up the next day. I'm like, wow, we tried this, you know. And I, like, like, we gonna start rehearsals yet? So as soon as we start rehearsals, we're gonna um, start tweaking it because, like, right now we got a couple skull shows coming up, which is uh, bizarre because if you were still getting booked as a skull with Carl singing. So we're just doing all skulls, you know, it's mainly skull with, you know, some trouble stuff. So people still want to hear that. So we got like three festivals coming up as the skull. So that's kind of like threw us for a loop, like, okay, we're going to continue this as well. And then we're going to do this too. So it's, it's tricky. It's, uh, we got a lot of songs to learn, a lot of songs to remember. And, uh, them little brain cells we have left rumbling around up in our head. We're going to, we're going to be kicking them. What, uh, if I can ask, it's, uh, you know, obviously the European tour circuit, they always seem to draw the killer acts. And then, you know, us as Americans, you look and you go, oh, fuck, man, why isn't that coming around here? I mean, I'm a New York, New Jersey guy. I would love to see this group come through the St. Vitus bar in Brooklyn or anywhere else. You guys thinking of maybe doing select shows around the country uh, if, Actually, if the time dude, is right? Dude, I was yeah. just at the Vitus bar last week, man. I came oh, to my New York God. For the week, man. Came in to see pigs, 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 pigs. I saw they, that advertised. I didn't know who the hell they were. They, uh, we, I saw them at Desert Fest in, in Germany uh, last year. Great. It's just this, this punk, stoner, crazy band. It's just, they're just electric, you know? And uh, my wife and I, let's just go to New York for a weekend, buck around and go see some shows. We got a hotel right around the corner from Vitus uh, Bard, and the next night was... Uh, Nebula and Atomic Bitchwax. So I went to both both shows, you know. Wow. But it's fun. Place. It's yeah, I love that place. But yeah, we're gonna um, right now we're just booking the festivals around the country, around the world, basically, until we start working on a new record, which we're gonna be doing this summer. And then I think next year we're gonna be busy. Really do. So you yeah. just took the words out of my mouth. So you uh, guys are gonna go out and write new material. Well, yeah, we already got uh, three quarters of the record written. I mean, we uh, we had the skull, new skull rope. We wrote the new skull record with Eric. His, we got five songs of his lyrics, mm. which is uh, crazy. So we're going to let Carl and Scotty sing his lyrics, but come up with the melodies. and uh, that's So it's going to be like a split skull record and legion of doom because the new songs are going to be legion of doom because we can't really write as a skull anymore so we're gonna be it's going to be a split album of pretty much the same band but doing different things you know it's gonna be a skull legion of doom record and that should be done and uh, i'll i'd say by spring you know i know we gotta it takes so long now to get a record out but uh yeah we're gonna be recording this summer so, but we hopefully re release a couple singles this summer. That would be yeah. That's the plan is to to get a get a couple single tracks out there as as they make sense to be put out there. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like a, it. Sounds like a great idea, guys. You guys got a nice vision forward. Um, you're not letting go of the past, but you're carrying it forward, and that's an honorable thing to do. 
And as fans of your kind of music, man, this gives me goosebumps and exciting. I can't wait to hear this stuff. So really appreciate the uh, the update on Legion of Doom. So let's take a little time to have some fun. Maybe we do a little uh, right. heavy metal history, go down memory lane. Um, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about it, guys. I mean, Ron, you know what? You know, let's talk the Trouble Days, right? I mean, you played in the band from, if I have it right, 1986 through 2002. You performed on four albums. Um, Run to the Light was the first one. Um, for me, the album Trouble, this is where I cut my teeth on Trouble. This was 1990. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget the the song At the End of My Days and Psychotic Reaction. Um, I was able to catch you guys at Lemoore opening up for Sabotage, September 1990. That was the only one of two times I've seen Trouble play. Um, but I do remember you guys getting exposure on MTV at that time, and it got you a little into the spotlight there. So talk a little bit about that period, like the the, the late 80s, early 90s there. I mean, it's like having uh, signed into Rick, with Rick Rubin, you know, and uh, Deaf American was huge, a big deal. I mean, from the run to the light from um, Metal Blade, and it's like following in the steps of Slayer because they went from uh, Metal Blade to Rick Rubin's uh, Deaf American. And we were like, okay, this is great, you know? And uh, it brought us to forefront. And it working with Rick Rubin, we uh, learned how to, to write songs a lot better, produce a record a lot better. It's like that first Trouble record on Deaf American was just it's incredible. I mean, I, I played, I just listened to it the other day just to listen to it. I'm like, damn. You know, it's like, we're, we're our heads, man. That was amazing when we came up with that. And it's like playing them songs. To me, still to this day, it's just, it's exciting to play it for people and they love it. So we're going to, you know, be playing a bunch of them songs. I, I'd like to really concentrate on that album to play with Legion of Doom because I'm so proud of that record. You know, and it's like at that time, it's uh, like Lamore. I mean, God, yeah. I remember playing, I played Lower East when it was, uh, they had two of them, one in Brooklyn, not the one, not the only the one in, uh, I don't know, it was Queens, 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 that was the other one, but the one, yeah, you're Lamore, yeah, where uh, the guy from um, uh, Biohazard, he was he was the security guy at the back door, the main dude, Evan from Biohazard, he was like, I remember always like loading in, like, hey, what's up, what he was like, and else, and he's like bucking on movies and shit like that, it was like, you know, but that, that, that Lamore was always, uh, I think we played there with, uh, was it with dancing as well? Or, but anyway, but that was a wonderful, wonderful time. And we played some of the best clubs around the world and MTV. We met everybody you could think of, man. It was just, um, it was a trip, you know, it really was really a cool, good time. I mean, uh, the eighties hair metal was going on. And they're looking at us like, you guys are great. I wish we could be like you. You know, we'd met, meet them in the bar, you know, in between lines and beer and whatever the fuck we were doing. But uh, they're like, wow, you guys are real. I mean, you got the holy jeans, leather jackets, and we have to do this, but you guys are real. And it's like, well, come on, pay These guys are all fucking millionaires and shit. And it's like, yeah. But whatever, um, it, it was a wonderful, wonderful time, man. I met a lot of cool people that I'm still friends with t today. You know, it was uh, it's funny. John and I do uh, on on one of our content series, we do a history history of heavy metal, and uh, we've <laughs> gone from uh, 1972 up until 1991 already, and we're con continuing it. And um, I, I will tell you, every time a Trouble album comes on the list, uh, you know, he and I and and our co-host Ian. It always gets a shout out because you're right. It doesn't fall into the normal top 10, 10, 15 bands of those eras, but it is still great, strong material. So it held up over time. I, I have a comment. Uh, it was Evan Seinfeld from Biohazard. It yes. was that last yes. name. And I'm up here in Rochester, New York. I remember seeing you guys at the Penny Arcade. Oh, all right. I remember that place. Yeah, yeah. back in the day. And that was like the early stuff. And um, Rochester was that big... Um, you know, we're not New York, but we have that rich history. I believe you guys may have even done an in-store up at the Lakeshore Record Exchange. Is that probably, probably, probably. It was, it was 
you know, we of course we got the great great house of guitars, but yeah, I was, I was about to mention that that place is like the holy grail of uh, a shop, man. Yeah, the house is great, but the Lakeshore Record Exchange was right down the street from the Penny Arcade. The arcades down on the water, and they went hand in hand. So, but uh, when you guys were taking this walk down heavy metal memory lane, I just wanted to ask you about that one. So, fond memories of the rock. Rochester, I think the first time we played here was with Danzig. Okay. That, that's the first time I ever had chicken wings. <laughs> uh, from our, yeah, from. Swear to God, I swear to God, they brought these fucking platters of this shit and was like, what is this? <laughs> you know, they're like, they're buffalo wings. Or like, I don't know if buffaloes had wings, you know, it's like, but it was uh, in Rochester. So I, I didn't have them in Buffalo, I had them in Rochester. And it was like, these are amazing. You know, and it was like years later that they finally came to Chicago. But yeah, yeah we had, uh, in Rochester at the Penny Arcade with uh, Danzig, we had the uh, first Buffalo Wings, man. Well, good. Wonderful moment. All right, I'll go back to the dugout. <laughs> hey, Carl, uh, Carl, how about you around that time? Uh, it's funny thinking about um, the first time I saw COC, I was actually vacationing in Minneapolis visiting another fellow music lover, and uh, it came through the uh, club called First Avenue, and it was COC, Danzig, and Soundgarden. Um, it was a five o'clock show. I'll never forget it. Started at five o'clock and was over my nine. And uh, I, I, I think it was the the tour you were supporting, Blind. So uh, talk a little bit about that album and and that tour in your early years there. Wow. Um, yeah. So that album we tracked it in '91. Relativity. It actually was released November fifth. I remember this for some reason. Ninety one came out and had pretty pretty good reaction. But um, we were still, you know, Relativity was still kind of like a kind of a, a heavy duty indie label, but didn't quite have the clout that they would get later. But um, we we started scoring some really good tours. Um, and the first one we were even the album came out while we were out with Prong and Bull LaVolta. I remember that, and uh, after about six weeks, and then we started jumping around and hitting uh, dates in Europe and back in the U.S., um, and uh, well, actually, prior to all that, we had toured with uh, Danzig and Soundgarden uh, the summer of 90, even before we had a couple of the songs written, but I uh, did six weeks with them, so the band had a, a, obviously a huge, crazy legacy, and for all the uh, old hardcore punk fans that were kind of confused uh, with with the Blind album, we won over a, a whole lot of new fans that that we were uh, kind of did the ultimate kind of crossover thing, embracing not only our past with you know the like Bad Brains, Black Flag, but merging Deep Purple, Sabbath, you know, into the thing, and it was this weird swirl. So um, somehow it worked, and also we got to remember that the early '90s was a time when you could go see Faith No More with Voivod, you know what I mean? Or Primus with Public Enemy. You know, it was a kind of a weird, interesting time where uh, there were no rules for some of these tours. So, yeah, we got out there and, um, you know, like a summer of 92, we did six weeks of the Maiden and then five weeks of Rollins Band, back to back, you know, it's straddling, you know, our uh, punk rock, hardcore thing with combined with total big metal scene, you know? So it was, it was amazing. We were lucky. We, we kind of uh, morphed it all together. And uh, yeah, holy shit. All over the place, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the only one I didn't sing. Thank you very much, but that's all right. <laughs> you should have. Cool. No, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, so no, it was what it was. And um, the, that was one of the songs that came out. That was, you know, obviously the, Second single was Dance of the Dead first, and then uh, Roll of the Bullet, and it, it made an impact. And then, um, you know, things didn't last forever for me, but I was proud of what I did in that time I had. Um, Basis and I split off to do Leadfoot. Uh, for better, for worse, you know, it was what we had to do. So three albums on that, and um, here we are today, you know, still, still doing the thing, man. So it's cool. So, hey, Ron, you know, I want to give a little love and shout out to the the two Skull albums, right? You had uh, the releases for Those Which Are Asleep and The Endless Road Turns Dark. So I'm hoping that in your set list this summer, you uh, 
pull out a couple of my favorites and I was spinning them a little bit tonight. Um, you know, the, the endless road turns dark, the song. And of course, as the sun draws near totally fucking killer, heavy wrist down tune, man. I was eating dinner with my kids downstairs and they're like, what the hell are you listening to dad? You know, but those songs are amazing. Amazing. Endless road. I I know we're definitely going to be doing that. Uh, that is is sun turns dark dead um is the sun is that right <laughs> forgot how the all are the endless road turns dark yeah we're that one we're definitely gonna play with legion doom um uh, but as the sun oh man as the sun one, draws near that's a hard that's a hard song it's like uh it was the one we lotard i started uh on the record and and ended as like we uh the longest yeah, the- one to finish. But it's funny because uh the beginning, I wrote this part for my cat. <laughs> Swear to God. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um it's like uh it's a trip because I, I couldn't tell Eric because he would have been really pissed. You know, I wrote this little part for my cat, and that's how the intro of that song started. And the cat loved it, you know, and I played it for Lotar. He's laughing. He's like, sounds like a little cat tune, like a cartoon song for a cat. I go, well, I did. I wrote it for my cat. He's like, Eric will hate it. That's awesome. Let's just put it in. <laughs> so we would try to write songs to piss off Eric. And um, and we put that in, and he flipped the switch on us and loved it. And also, as the sun draws nearer, um, that's that's a dear song to me. It's it's hard, you know. I'd like to possibly maybe include that with the Legion of Doom, but we're definitely going to play it with the Skull in the near future. Song, so yeah, you you'll hear it. It depends on where we are because I know we're going to do something awesome. at the Vitus Bar this fall. We're going to do oh, like yeah. uh, possibly oh Eric Wagner Memorial because we need to do one on the East Coast, and I think we should do one at the Vitus Bar and have like uh, a version of both bands play. So I think we will get the whole set list. That sounds amazing. And, and Metal Mayhem ROC will be there to support you. Yeah, we will, we'll let we'll you know. We'll uh, get you T-shirts and hats, and you can go up on stage with all that stuff. And <laughs> I'd welcome it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I think I think we need to do it. Uh, even like... Is this a verbal? It's a binding verbal contract here. Yeah, this is a non-binding agreement. I'm in business <laughs> development for my real career, so uh, a verbal agreement counts if it holds up in the court of law. I think we need to do it. Listen, that's a place you're supposed to play. I, I know mean, the, uh, the obsessed rolled through there a couple of weeks ago. Unfortunately, I couldn't get to the show, but bands like you guys—that's where they have to play. Bottom line. I think we, that's we should do the next mo- Eric Wagner Memorial definitely. And have both bands play for sure. I think we can do it. So talking about those guys, uh, you know, makes me think of like the other Doom legends, like uh, Scott Wino Weinrich and uh, Bobby Liebling. I mean, you guys friends with these guys or any any thought to have these kinds in and out of Legion of Doom? I'm friends with all of them. Uh, We've all the Doom Society. Doom thing is a small little family. And we we've all been hanging out for years, man. What the fuck? What 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 was it? What was that? My daughter, my eight year old daughter, she hangs these little monkey things on my walls. Oh, so, oh so, shit! That is so know. cool. Good for yeah. you. That's so cool. No, but we uh, yeah, we're gonna um, incorporate different weird things with Legion of Doom because everybody is in other bands, so. It's going to be one of them things where if you can't do it, we're going to have somebody else fill in for a little bit. You know, it's it's not going to be a binding thing. Because, I mean, Carl's going to get real busy with his new band. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Scotty, he's got like 20 kids or something like that. I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while. He just <laughs> yeah, called him a while ago. I'm going to talk to him. But uh, <laughs> so it's it could revolve around, you know, it's like Victor just wants to pen- back the pentagram. So they're they're going to play some shows and. It's inevitable they're gonna fight and break up again, and then <laughs> get one of the other one or the other ones to play. Or both. We'll grab Bobby and Victor and say, "Hey, let's play some photographs up and Legion of Doom." You know, 
Bobby's uh, Bobby's an amazing person. I'll give you my one funny story with Bobby. <laughs> I was going to Sweden Rock Fest on my own, 2012. 2012. I was leaving at a Newark airport. Nice. And guess who? Guess who's on my plane? Bobby Liebling, <laughs> and he's he's smoking a well. He's got an unlit cigarette in the Newark airport hanging out of his mouth. And I say hi to him and introduce myself. He sees my camera bag. He says, hey, man, uh, do you think you could shoot photos for me this weekend? I said, absolutely. Yeah, no problem. You know, it puts me on the guest list. I get up there to the festivals 10 hours later. Oh, I don't know who you are. You didn't put on the guest list. <laughs> <laughs> I took pictures anyway. Bobby. But, but St. Hey. Vitus played at that. Dave Chandler was out of his mind. I don't know what he was on tripping, but he was all over the place. <laughs> hey, I got a Talking. question. If uh, we're talking old school doom guys, any of that new wave of British heavy metal, uh, Witchfinder General, um, Satan, any of those, uh, you know, the turn of the decade kind of doom bands? Were you guys into the overseas doom guys? I mean, uh, Witchfinder General, I, I covered one of their songs in other band, uh, Earth and Grave. I I like I like them. They were cool as hell. Satan, they're on they're on Metal Blade with us, I do believe. So I did have their record, um, but I don't know much about them because I I, cause I listen to Motown. I don't really listen to metal, oh, okay. but you know, so it's like all these bands that I would only meet on tour, and it's usually I meet them as friends before I actually listen to their bands. So it's not like um, me listen to band and all of a sudden go, hey, it's cool. It's like uh, I easy listen. After the fact, it's like, yeah, I'm really good friends with, uh, like, uh, enslaved, you know, and mm -hmm. I don't really listen to her music, but I'm good friends with all the guys in the band, you know. So, girl, he's coming to Chicago in a few weeks, so I can't wait to see him. But, um, it's one thing I, I just don't listen to that stuff. Yeah, but I, I, I know them all. I know them all. It's, it's a trip. It's weird. It's weird. Really, That's what I was saying earlier, like, you know, there's been such a long legacy of doom bands. I mean, you think of bands like, you know, of course, the forefathers are Black Sabbath, Geezer Butler's playing. And it's funny, right as I pulled in the lot tonight to come on the air on XM Radio was Sleeping Village and uh, totally killer song. You got bands like Candlemass, uh, you know, Sleep. And then you got these newer bands like Paul Bearer, Monolord, Electric Wizard, Electric Wizard right. as a female singer, you know, really, really carrying that torch forward. So it's uh, it's the kind of music that's going to stick around. And it's, I'm friends with all of them. So it's like, I got stories about all of them. And it's like, Electric Wizard, I'm really good friends with. Liz, the guitar player, as a matter of fact, I've known her for years. She was in a band with our drummer, Henry, uh, called Sour Vein, years ago. So I went, to, co I went to college with her. Oh, you went to college with Liz? Yeah. She's a sweetheart, man. Oh, yeah. yeah Electric Wizard is awesome. It's awesome. Or Lori from uh, Acid cool. King. I mean, um, we uh, man, all of them. They're so it's a it's a small community. We all small know community. each other. Yeah. What about uh, you guys? Have any uh, exposure or experiences through the years with uh, with the Sabbath guys, the forefathers of uh, doom metal? Have tour any with them or run into them at festivals? Anything? Like I, that? I've met them all differently in different situations. Uh, never, we never never got a chance to tour with them. Um, I know, like, I'm good friends with uh, Mike Ward and Puffy from the drummer from Fate No More. He played yeah. with um, played with Sabbath. Yeah. You know, he's like, inviting me down. He's like, you got to come and say hello, you know, to these guys. I'm like, I'll get you backstage. I'm like, sure, I am going to see. I want to see fucking Sabbath, you know. So it's like things in Indianapolis. I drove down there and I he got me backstage and we're hanging out. And um, he brought me, he's like, you want to meet the Sabbath guys? I'm like, hell yeah, you know, walk in the dorm and. And Tony was the first one right there. He's like, "Hey," well, he looked at me like, "I know you," like because I met him a few different other times, which I get other stories. But then Ozzy and Sharon they walked by, and they hello, and then Geezer. I walked up to Geezer. I'm like, "Okay, I'm finally gonna meet Geezer. This is my hero. This is a guy. Why well, I blame what I'm doing? I'm gonna meet this guy, and I but I have to say something clever, something just to fuck with them, so I I don't flip out, you know." So I had in my mind exactly what I'm going to say to him. I walk up to him. He's like, um, hey, you know, Puffy introduced us. This is my friend Ron from Trouble. Um, and, you know, I go to your scene. He's like, Trouble? Like, The Trouble? I'm like, uh, The Trouble? He's like, yeah, I got both your guys' records, man. Uh, the one record sounds a lot like us. The other one's a little different. And I'm like, 
Uh, and I turned around and walked out of the ring. <laughs> Dude, no, no, I'm gonna meet. You know, no, 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 no. That's when I first thing I said to him when he walked in, I go, you know, it's like you're the guys have been stealing my riffs. That's that's what the first thing I said, just to fuck with them. Then he's like, you know, who are you? Then you know, I said Bron from from Trouble. That's when he said the Trouble, and and he, he's not supposed to know my band, not supposed to know me, not supposed to listen to me, and it just fucked me up so much where I couldn't deal with it. And you know, um, Pantera was on the same tour, so I just walked out of the room, went in the room, and started drinking whiskey with Dimebag. I'm like, I couldn't deal with it. I'm like, this is my hero who had my records and listened to me and, and knew them. And I couldn't fathom it. I just could not, you know, I just, to this day, I'm like, God, I could have sat here and talked to this dude for fucking hours. But it's just, no, I'm the dude who played in my bedroom, rocking out the Black Sabbath to this guy. And that's where mentality was, not him listen to Vicky. Yeah. You know, so it was really a, a weird, weird moment that to this day, it's just, it still chokes me out, man. You know, so it's like, kind of like, hey, I must have, is that your version of making it? That this dude heard your music? You know, that's fucking cool, man. But every, every one of them I met were cool as fuck. Bill Ward was in a, a, the Trouble Run the Light video, a drummer. And he came out to see us play with St. Vitus on the last tour to Skull. And uh, so, I mean, Tony, I met God countless times. But, man, it's just that, that geezer one. It's just, I wish I could have just sat and talked with them all night. I know I could have, but it was just, I couldn't deal with it. We let, let foot actually open up for Sabbath, the original lineup. Uh, yeah. I don't know. No, no, it was on a side stage, but, <laughs> but the main stage was it was us, and then they moved it. Then it was Drain SDH, and, oh, and, and that Sabbath reunion thing when they first came back together. But I can always say technically we opened for him, you know. But uh, that's when uh, Tony was dating uh, one of the girls from SDH. Yep, um, I remember that. But um, we had access, full access and stuff. But you know, it was massive sold out show in a huge arena. And, Raleigh, North Carolina, at Walnut Creek, but um, I, I met I met Geezer um, at a Foundations Forum in like 1990 or something like that, and across paths. But that, that's about it. But that's my meager experience. But at least there is one. Well, <laughs> so, that was cool. It ties it all together, man. It's 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 that was the beginnings of it up to uh, the plans for 2023. So, guys, we really appreciate having you on. Um, before we let you go. Uh, Carl, I know, you know, you talked about how you have some links to the Jersey scene. So talk about some of the music oh, well, you're making one of the musicians up by me. No, no, no. I understand. I, I would be uh, remiss. And also Dan Lorenzo of, uh, you know, Hades nonfiction, Cassius Clay, uh, on and on and on. Uh, I mean, Cassius Kidding, not Cassius Clay. That's Mohamed Ali. Um, uh, asked me um, a couple of years ago to do a Patriarchs in Black thing. And uh, he's tried and true uh, Jersey guy. And, um, so it was really cool being invited to do that with him and Johnny Kelly uh, from Typo Negative and Why um, Riot and you know a million different bands he plays in um, on drums. So that was that was killer, and we're going to do uh, two more tracks for for another release with that. So yeah, man, Jersey, big time. Oh, that's awesome. Well, and guys- I also got just uh, the other guys in my local band and. Uh, um, based out of Raleigh, North Carolina, is called Why Heavy, and we're just uh, mastering and uh, we just mixed and mastered our new album, so it's going to come out. It's going to be called Bird of the Moon, and we don't know which label is going to do that yet. So, uh, if I didn't mention that, I would be uh, summarily executed as well. So, yeah. <laughs> well, this is your time to plug anything you want. So, but guys, this was a real pleasure for us on the air. We got a lot of insight on you guys as people, musicians, your legacy, your history. And we hope to have you guys bound on the show again sometime. So, uh, John, you'd like to come on and uh, and say goodbye? Uh, I think Lance covered a lot of it. I really enjoyed it. If you do get that St. Vitus gig, I'll be coming down because we I take trips from Rochester. We hang out with Lance three or four times a year. So we look forward to that. 
I am going to invite you just to stay on after you say goodbye, and maybe we could exchange uh, emails and stuff. Absolutely. I'm, I'm fine. I'm done yeah, for years. Absolutely. Anything to make make this uh, better for everybody involved. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, stay safe, and I'll let Lance say goodbye. Cheers, bro. Nice to meet you. You too, man. Really cool with you guys. So, yeah, so we just got to get your uh, your contact information, emails, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Um, you know, we'll jot it down. We kind of keep a little database of uh, emails for all the artists so that, you know, we can hit you up directly sometime to time, you know? Please Drunk, do. call me in the middle of the night, whatever you got to do. Oh, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Listen. What our, are you our wearing? What are you wearing? The, the, the company I work for has an office out, out by you somewhere, Ron. So if I'm out that way, I'm... I'm reaching out to you. We're going to go Sweet. out and have yeah, a couple we'll of beers. We'll go out, man. Hell yeah. What the hell, what the hell town's it in? Oh, God. I was just out there in January. It's over by O'Hare somewhere. You know, it's funny, Ron. You get a kick out of this. I was When I told you I was there last month, and it was Groundhog's Day, and I had no idea there was that big Groundhog celebration out in uh, wherever the Bill Murray movie was shot. It was like Wood, a Woodstock. Ordeal. Woodstock. Yeah, Illinois. it was all over the news. That's huge, Crazy. man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the hell, man? You know, we got Puxatawney Phil out here and. PA, but, but uh, that was quite the thing. They were drinking beers at seven in the morning. It was like five degrees out. <laughs> Pretty cool. That's Chicago. Oh, hey, <laughs> not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Look at the Bears game. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. We got a split, man. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, we'll bro. All right, guys. See you. Bye. Yeah, man. Bye. Metal for Life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at MetalMayhemROC.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.